BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, she's got a lot of things on her mind to talk about now. No fun, the Jen Kirkman podcast episode. Well, does it really matter the number? It is season 11, the closing season, and this is the closing episode of No Fun. I'm struggling to say final, not because I don't think it's final, but it sounds like a negative. And I'd say we're just closing the doors. Um, for those of you listening on Patreon or for anyone listening anywhere, um, well, for those of you listening on Patreon, who cares? Jen, just what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I'm an episode short this month and it's just not going to happen. I was, I was sitting down planning to record the episode that was late last week and then the final closing episode, which is coming out on the 21st to the general public, and then today, probably Sunday, December 17th, to Patreon subscribers. And I I just, I, I, I could not, there is just no time for two. And so here we go. This will probably be a longer episode. So, but before I get into all that, because I'll talk about that on the Patreon, that's where I talk about the more intimate details of nuanced things about this podcast, but let's just get into my little opening story here. So Madonna is in Brooklyn where I live and she's playing, right? I mean, I live walking distance from where she's playing and I didn't go see her. Now,
I have never seen her in concert. I know that's completely insane because the bands and musicians that meant the world to me growing up, Nirvana, Hole, The Cure, Morsey, I never saw, I mean, I've seen in concert a million times. Well, Nirvana once, but so... I uh, have never seen her. And I really can't explain why. I just never did. And then as she got older, I had less interest. One, because I didn't love some of the newer albums. And you know how artists are. And and I would be the same way. Like, I'm going to play my new stuff. But it's been hard for me to accept her aging. And I don't mean her plastic surgery. I don't care about that. I mean, it's a bummer. I don't really love, you know, her decisions with her face and things like that. But that's not the part that bothers me because, I don't know, that's just, I don't mean it's not my business, but it's, I'm not trying to be, you know, high and mighty. I just mean, I have great empathy for that and that is something she did to herself. So it doesn't bum me out in the sense that I don't know what her natural aging looks like. And so what I'm bummed about is her natural aging of her body in terms of not being able to dance and all the injuries. That's what's bumming me out is seeing actual time take its toll on Madonna and finding out that she's not immortal after all, right? If, if I don't like the way she got some fillers and, you know, things done to her face, I can say, oh, gee, I I miss her old face, you know, or, or, or whatever. But that doesn't make me feel the sands of time as much because, yes, I know that the plastic surgery is a response to aging and trying to look, I don't know necessarily that she's trying to look younger, but just trying to look better, smooth skin, you know, how, how do I fix this sagging here and the wrinkles and the whatever? And again, what I'm saying is, yes, I know that that is directly related to the sands of time slipping through the hourglass, but it becomes its own thing. Once you start adding things to your face, filling and thising and matting, what I'm seeing is not obviously the, quote, natural aging process, right? So what I'm responding to is like that filler that was put in in 2021, I don't like. But when I see someone and they can't move their body the way they used to, I am seeing what happens to us all. Should we be lucky enough to live long enough to have that happen? And I am having trouble with that as I I'm living my 49th year right now. That is a confronting age. It is one of, I would say it's the first confront, really, truly confronting age. Not the one in your head where you think 30 is old, but like where your body actually has changed. I've gone through changes in my body in the past couple of years in terms of menopausal things, perimenopausal things. It's a trip. And it's one of those things that it doesn't matter if you look young. It doesn't matter if you can still throw a football. And you guys know me. I'm always throwing a football. 
I've always said the day I can't throw a football anymore, please pull the plug. Um, but, and that's what's so mind fucky about it, is if you go through some of these menopausal changes that cause such disruptions in your normal system, in your hormones, and make you feel all kinds of ways, that is your body aging. And I'll tell people about it and they say, well, you look young. That's great. I'm glad. I'm glad I look young, whatever that means. But I'm not, I'm not old, but I'm fully middle-aged, y'all. I'm fully going through menopause. That doesn't um, not have, the body doesn't go, wait, 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 but look at her face. She's, she's not like, she doesn't have like typical aging signs of someone in menopause, if there are any. Like she doesn't have like tons and tons of whatever. She's not, she doesn't have like a saggy neck. What? She can't be older. No, it's like, I am, I am, I am. And when you lose these like certain hormones and this and that happens, that's when everything starts. Next comes the sagging everything. So I'm just sitting here waiting again. God willing to be so lucky to go through all the sagging, right? But I'm waiting every day. I'm aware any minute now it begins. When does the neck just go when, you know? And again, I'm sure some of it's vanity, but I think some of it is also just, it's the external sign that you're not as young as you feel. I feel very young. And I hate to keep saying that because young isn't the only time that you have lots of energy. And trust me, when I was younger, I've never been so old as I was in my 30s. To anyone out there in your 30s, I don't know what happens. I feel like nobody talks about it, but it was like the worst, like I would say like 32 to 38, 39 was like the worst years of my life for energy, for for everything. I just felt a million years old. And then in my early 40s, I felt way different, like a different person. And honestly, I wasn't, there is no control group here. I can't say, oh, well, in my 30s, I wasn't eating spinach. It, it truly, I had all different kinds of lifestyles every year. You know, I was working a lot on tour. There was periods of being, you know, very intentionally, quote, healthy in terms of getting a lot of rest and eating my vegetables. And, and then there were very intentional periods of, I, I just can't keep up with it all, whatever, happens, happens. And throughout it all, there's no rhyme or reason for why I felt energy and didn't. But I will just say in a general way, there's a feeling you get in your 30s. I'd say anyone 35 right now, that's like, oh, oh, I'm beginning to get older. Something will happen whether whatever you do or not do. At like 42, you'll suddenly have all this energy and you'll like feel really good. So just know that this is like a weird period, but it, it goes back up again. But yeah, there's because I hear people in their 30s that everyone talks this way. They're tired. Now they get out of bed and this hurts. I get it. It's not going to keep escalating. Like, I don't know what it is. 
And I don't know why I'm thinking I can speak for everybody, but I I just like somehow know that this is a thing and I don't have the research on it. Yet another podcaster with their, I have no research. Here's some medical opinions, but it's not a medical opinion. Anyway, my whole point is the Madonna thing. Madonna has always been this bellwether. Is that the right word? Where I look to her for how aging is going to go, which first of all is stupid because she's not a normal person. She, she, she is a dancer who has been dancing her entire life. And, and so first of all, that will destroy your body earlier in many ways, but But when you're at the height of your dancing, your body will look a way that nobody else's body does with like your lean muscle and, you know, your energy levels. And, you know, I wasn't walking around like that ever. And I probably won't be as injured in my 60s. But there was just something about, and let me just see if bellwether is the right word. Yes, it is correct. An indicator or predictor of something. Because for me, when I was 18, how old is Madonna? Let's just see how much older she is. She's 65. Okay, so she's solidly 15, 16 years older than me. She was born in 58 and her birthday is a couple weeks before mine. She's not a Virgo though, which is really weird. She's got to have some Virgo in her chart. She's a Leo. Um, I mean, she's very Leo-ish. Okay, she's 16 years older than me. Okay, so when I was 18, Madonna was 34. Now, when you're 18, you think 34 is like the oldest ever, right? I'm sure some of your teachers when you were 18 were 34, and they seemed like the biggest squares and total like mom and dad-ish vibes. And so I didn't think of her as 34 when I was 18. I never totally thought about her age, but when it would flash into my mind that this woman who was doing the Blonde Ambition tour was, you know, the the year Truth or Dare came out, she was like 34, so which was 1991, 92. So here's this woman who's 34, which again, like the 34-year-olds in my life at the time, who were most likely teachers and things like that, seemed just fully adult. And here was this woman who seemed like 21, if we're going by like 21 is when you're at your most physically fit and energetic and, you know. And so to me, it was like, I didn't fear getting older when I was 18. So I was like, well, look at Madonna, you know? And also... I'm from Generation X, which we were told, you know, you guys will all never make anything of yourselves and also pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Like that was just like society's message. That wasn't really my parents' message to me. My parents aren't that kind of toxic baby boomer specific 
generation. My parents are silent generation. And I don't mean, I hate when people just are like across the boards shitty to baby boomers because we have a lot of what we have because of baby boomers. We have a lot of what we have from every generation, even the heart, most horrible generations of all time. Like obviously there's great people in each generation, but the overall societal message that's, you know, shaped by capitalism and blah, 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 coming from this very specific five-year window of boomer type people was pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I did everything for myself. And then also, um, you're never going to make anything of yourselves. So it was just like, okay. Like they were like, here, you get no guidebook from us to life. Like we pulled up the ladder behind us. Fuck you all. And then also, why can't you guys do anything? Without realizing that they got everything they got. Because they grew up in a post-war time when the country was basically set up to help people in the middle class. Like, that's how the country was running. If you want to say that's because we had more socialism then or we had more restrictions or capitalism wasn't vulture capitalism, whatever. All the things. There was just a solid booming middle class that made it easier to get a leg up in society. It is not you have some special bootstrap pulling power that our generation doesn't, right? But these are the crazy things that get out there in the air. So here I am. My whole point in all that is there was the positive side to it was, okay, I'm never going to make anything of myself and I'm a slacker. Great. I'm a slacker. You know, even though I wasn't, I was very ambitious and worked really hard. But at the same time, my mentality was kind of, and also, fuck it, I don't have to achieve. There, there wasn't look next to you, look at what everyone's achieving. Of course, there were always those two or three people in your life. You know, that person you knew from your hometown or the person that you knew from college. And then there's now the person in your direct, whatever you are aspiring to be, whether it's an actor, singer, writer, um, computer, software, programmer, whatever you're doing. There's someone excelling at crazy levels and you just don't know how they do it, right? So there's always those people and you can compare yourself to them if you want. But in general, we didn't have Instagram. We didn't have all these things where you're constantly looking next to you going, oh my God, what's everyone else my age doing? You really only had the bellwether of your close personal friends. And so... Again, it was like there was this understanding that like adulthood doesn't begin until 30. And I feel it's very different now where younger people are fearing if they don't have something set in place by 24, 25, they failed. I mean, it, I, it makes me so sad because I wish younger people could enjoy being in their 20s, but I don't want to tell younger people to live mentally like a slacker because I just don't know what's possible in their world. You know, they have a different society than I did. Like the society I was in kind of supported feeling that way, even as they admonished us, but there was support for feeling that way because the late 90s economy was good. The uh, and, and, you know, the early 90s economy wasn't, but 
but there was like a little burst, you know, when the internet came about before we were really using it and it was destroying our minds. Things were on an upward tick. It was like progress was happening and, and, and things were moving. So I had that kind of foundation in a way where like jobs, if you were just to get your crappy day job, it was actually paying more than some crappy day jobs pay now I'm hearing. And then things weren't as expensive. And not just because, well, that, yeah, Jen, that was 30 years ago, inflation. No, but like things were really not as inflated even now, you know, relative to what you were making and all that. So my point in saying all that was that when I was 18, I didn't fear 34, really. I feared it because I was like, might be boring because that is just old. But I thought, well, I've got like, you know, I'm 18 years old. I'm like, well, I don't have to really be an adult until I'm 30. That's when I worry. If, if all my, if all the things that, you know, I'm trying to put into place here haven't fallen into place by 30, uh-oh. And then, of course, at 30, I did feel that way. And I was totally wrong to feel that way. Everything I was trying to put in place would take way longer to achieve than age 30. Anyway, but Madonna was the bellwether. In the sense that, wow, look at all the cool stuff I'll still get to do in my 30s. That, that actually looks kind of fun. So I could choose to be a Madonna kind of 34 and not, you know, my dorky, fuddy-duddy teacher, 34, who's wearing a Live, Laugh, Love t-shirt. You know what I mean? Okay, so head over to Patreon to hear the rest of this Madonna rant and other things about my life. And if you want to hear the whole episode, obviously, and without ads, and all Patreon subscriptions are now just... $1.99 a month, and you can get a seven-day free trial, and you can also join for a year and get a discount. I'm going to keep No Fun up on Patreon for at least another year or two. Join for $1.99, go through the archives. You'll get all of the And Just Like That recaps, some are video, some are audio. You'll get every No Fun audio episode since 2020. That includes short bonus episodes, the video episodes. A lot of these episodes, most of the last two years, you can only get full episodes on Patreon. There are no ads. There are hundreds of episodes to listen to, hundreds of hours of entertainment for $1.99 a month. Again, you can get a seven-day free trial and you can, I think, get 15% off if you join for a year. So for like 20 bucks for the next year, you can just get all the Jen Kirkman you want. And there's like personal videos from my life and family videos and fun stuff. So highly recommend if you're like, you know, I never joined that Patreon and now I will. It is $1.99 and you will get everything. Really fun stuff since 2020. So I love you all. Thank you for being here and listening on the free feed. Again, I have a new podcast called You Are A Lot, an ADHD podcast where I talk every week about 
my life with ADHD and I compile research that can help you all with yours. And it's a solo podcast and it's informative and personal and still fun. And that is every week on Mondays, it drops. There, ex- with the exception of Christmas Day, there won't be an episode that day, but there'll be one on New Year's Day. So yeah, weekly thing. It's just where I've kind of transitioned into. There's also a Patreon for that, but you can listen to the show and you can find out more, but you can click all the links in the show notes to get to You Are A Lot and to join the Patreon of No Fun if you want to get everything. That would be great for you and for me. Um, Love you all. It's been a great 11 years and... I guess you can stay subscribed to this feed as well. I mean, this feed's not going anywhere. And, you know, revisit your favorite episodes. If I ever do anything again with no fun, it'll come through this feed. You can also join my newsletter if you're like, I'm going to just unsubscribe to everything. Jen, keep me posted if you ever bring back no fun in some way. If you just go to my website, jenkirkman.com, you can click newsletter, join it. I send out something once a month. If I remember to about like what is what I've got going on, what's new, you know. um, So, yeah, enjoy that if you want. Anyway, so there you go. And I don't really know how to end this. And then I'm still talking on Patreon. So this is just a, a goodbye for you guys. And until we meet again, have fun.